We rejoice in what you're doing in our lives, what you're doing in our family lives, and the victory that has already come and that is yet to come. We give glory to your name, Father. And I ask that you would use me as your vessel, that it's just willing and ready to bring forth your truth. And Father, I thank you and I bless your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. So this is going to be really short tonight, possibly. It is, but it's awesome because I'm talking about honor. And um, I wish I could sit down. Like, I'm like, can we can we come up closer and be a family? Mm, yeah, that's fine. Or I can sit in a little chair. I can sit in that. Okay. How is everybody doing today? I talked to already a couple of people. No, Todd's bringing that. Thank you, sure. Still trying to figure out how to, the, what's the best way to take notes and teach it off, you know? Kind of different. But, um, like, I don't know. I read this book called Culture of Honor, and I've probably talked about it a whole bunch to a lot of different people. But that book has, like, it's not so the book, but what was spoke about in the book um, and about a culture of honor. And here at Kingdom Life, this is such a special place. Um, and I don't, I, I just, you know, can't say it enough. And I, I know that everyone feels that way, but this space, this place is very special and unique. And, um... We see the supernatural here. We walk in it. You know, we see miracles, but we have to know how to sustain the supernatural, that environment. Because if we don't have a culture that is honoring, first and foremost, the head, um, it will diminish. And so we have to really walk in honoring others. Um, honoring is a big deal, a really big deal, because a lot of people, before they come in here, they've probably never been honored, um, never been possibly spoken well of, always, probably always been talked down on. Um, I mean, I know me kind of growing up, my mom, you know, she's my mother, so she spoke very, you know, well of me and told me all these amazing things, but that's my mom, you know? Not saying it, I should belittle that, but as a child, it's something about hearing from another person. And I was talking to somebody today, and I can't recall, outside of teachers, not one person that possibly said an encouraging word to me as a young person, you know, living in this world. Not one per I, I don't, I just don't recall it ever happening. And we look at the world and we want to blame everybody. But we have to look at ourselves and say, what have we done? What have we done? Have we, you know, saw a, a fellow brother or sister in Christ and judged them because of they had on, you know, super short shorts or, you know, whatever? Have we looked at them and judged them or have we spoken up and gave them an awesome word like, hey, you know, you are a beautiful child of God. Like, I love you. And, you know, just an encouraging word. I never, I can honestly say I did not experience that at all. 
at all outside of like I said my mother and two I remember two teachers but we live in a world that wants to play the blame game but what are we doing as a body we have to step out and we have to honor we have to honor we can't always look to be honored we need to go out and we're vessels of the living God we're his vessels he uses us to honor his people and so you know honoring is something really dear to my heart because I grew up, you know, with a single in a single parent household and I was very rebellious at the age of like was it 12? I think as soon as my mom got divorced from who I knew as my dad, who was my stepdad, but that's who I knew. Um it's like the enemy just went haywire on me. I didn't know what was happening at the time, but now I do. And um I was so rebellious. Oh my goodness. I meant fights here and there, boys, everything you can think of, I was just yielding to. I mean, I it's like I tell people that I had no identity until I found myself in Christ. I was a new person every year, whoever I was clicking up with at that time, that's who I would act like. Um and I didn't know that any I didn't know what was in operation, but I got labeled as this or that because of my actions, but not because of who I really was. You know, nobody honored the God in me. Nobody acknowledged it. Everyone just saw, oh, she's she's a trouble kid or she hangs out with this person or look at how she's dressed or, you know, whatever it may be. That's what got looked on. The natural eyes, what the natural eyes could see, that was what was honored. And our words are powerful. We all know that. It's very simple. Our words create, create, they create. And so um, for a long time, I just... That's who I, you know, I was. That's who I thought I was. And um, boys just, I I had no, like, my mom, like I said, my mom was, she's an awesome mother. She worked so hard. She worked two, three jobs to support her family. Like, very hard working mother. But she had five kids. So can you imagine when she was at work what we were doing without proper guidance? Yeah, I mean, and I just thank the Lord for, you know, showing me the way to go and, you know, allowing me to repent of all of those things because, I mean, we were like just totally disobedient children. You know, we didn't honor our mother like it says in the word. We didn't do that. We didn't honor our Heavenly Father. But we, you know, there's just a lack in the body of people like us that will go out and honor another. As simple as just a word. You know, laying down our, our, our lives for another um, and not judging what we see with our natural eyes. And so that's what it's going to take to sustain this supernatural environment. When people walk through these doors, we're going to have to surpass it all. And to the pure, all things appear. And we're going to have to look at every individual as if we're looking at Jesus. And I'm not saying it's the easiest thing because um, I have a lot of brothers and sisters that are, you know, doing things that I wouldn't prefer. And like I talked to my brother today, and I have to, you know, like everyone says, when we get something, it's always for us first. Um, and, you know, we share it because we're a body. We need to walk in this together. And my brother, he's doing a lot of things that, you know, just trying, you know, wrapped up in the world. And I had to just encourage him as the, the God in him and not acknowledge anything else but the God in him and say, you are a child of God and you represent Jesus. I just edified the God in him and it was awesome. And he was just, he was really 
quiet and like listening, like taking heat to everything. But normally I just get frustrated at what he's doing and I start paying attention to all of that instead of the truth. And so it was awesome that, you know, because the Lord has been telling me about honoring and that I, you know, should honor and I do, but I really have to make sure that I'm honoring across the board, not just people that I don't know, but my family, um, the ones that are closest and dearest to me, probably the hardest ones to, you know, honor on, but I'm, I'm going to do it because um, they're children just like I'm a child. And the same way he did it for me, he's going to do it for them. So it's just really cool. We just have to, you know, really put our earthly thinking away. Um, and the, the uh, like I said, this book that I read, it was the concept was heaven to earth perspective and not earth to heaven. And we always enter situations a lot of the time, um, unless you've really been renewed in the mind from the earth to heaven perspective. And this book talked, it was testimonies after testimonies um, on how people would come into the church and how they dealt with situations. And our ministry here, um, they deal with marriages, finances, a lot of different things that you'll be like, okay, how are they going to handle this? How are they going to handle this? You know, they when you come in the door, you know, fornicate, you know, so much stuff is happening. How do you handle it? Well, you handle it the way your heavenly father would handle it. And so that's what we have to know. He's uh, he's in honoring like he's in that. And we have to know um, that if he's in it, we're, we need to be in it. So we got to just get out of ourselves. And um, the one story that was just very awesome that is an example of Jesus honoring is John 8, 1 through 11 with the adulterous woman. And she threw, she was thrown at the feet of Jesus. And everyone around her knew that, well, she knew that, she knew that the punishment for her sin would be stone, um, being stoned. And so everyone was just ready for it. Like, sitting there ready, you know, with stones in their hands. So everybody just imagine stones being in your hand, ready to bash this person that did this crime. She was caught in the act of it. Like, she was caught in the moment of it. So they knew, you know, that this was going to happen because they, they were going based on the law, the law of Moses. And so this very act only, it magnified the shame. It magnified the fear. It mag, that's what punishment does. Like, you know, when we're, when we're in sin, everybody thinks, oh, sh this person needs to be punished. But when you punish somebody, all it does is magnify the, the spot. That's all it does. It creates more shame, more rejection, more unforgiveness, depending on how we handle it. And, um... Just can you imagine a person coming to you? Like, first off, it probably takes a lot for me to come to, you know, if I came to Robin, like, hey, I just committed adultery. And depending on how she handles it and she starts bashing me, I'm going to go hide in the box. I'm going to run away and never come back again, ever. And so we have to know how to address situations from heaven to earth perspective and not from, not from earth to heaven, um, just as Jesus did with this woman and so the accusers are they still with confidence that this was that they were going to all be able to stone her <laughs> they all they, they they were just ready to take her life but Jesus stood and started writing in the sand and as even though he didn't even hear the accusers you know he started he, his mind was already there 
you know, way above their minds. And Jesus raised up and asked a simple question. Asked one simple question. <laughs> and it was beautiful because that one question changed the whole entire atmosphere. Like everyone had to flee and back away from this probably beautiful lady that was being judged and accused. And um, it was like his grace and his mercy just overtook the whole entire room. We are atmosphere changers. We can come and change a whole atmosphere, like totally come and wipe it clean by just our, how powerful our words are, um, and especially with our youth. I think I'm going to talk to them about it because, you know, in school it's tough. Are you, I see your face. How old are you? How old? 13, yeah. School is probably tough. You're probably going to deal with a lot of people that are just really mean to, to other children because of how, you know, who knows, rumors, whatever. But you're going to be the one that stands up and say, no, this is a child of God. And you're going to change the whole atmosphere because they're not going to know what hit them. And, but it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So Jesus changed the whole atmosphere just by the one question that he asked. And the truth pierced their hearts because they knew it was the truth. And the grace of God drove away all judgment. And that is what we should continue to walk in his, you know, his grace, his grace, his grace. Think about his grace and how graceful he was when he took us up and loved on us and honored us, even when we felt like we didn't deserve it. Um, and I know me, like, I didn't know I was a child of God. I had no clue at all. I'm a living example of not knowing. Um, and it's not because I wasn't raised in church or my mom didn't talk about it. I just didn't have the revelation. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the mentors that I needed um, to really understand to, you know, the depth of what's needed with our youth today. And um, our youth just need to know that they serve a living God. Like, they just need to know. Like, what's your name? Brianna? Yeah, like, you're beautiful. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. And you know he loves you a whole bunch, right? Like, you're his daughter. Like, you are his. Like, you totally belong to him. And no one can ever take that from you. Like, no one. Like, you are his. Oh, my goodness. He's already stamped and approved you. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody but the king. It's just, it's amazing. Like, he is, ah, his, I mean, it's, it's whew, his grace. Grace. Grace is the atmosphere created by love. Grace is the atmosphere created by love. So we have to walk in love. Um, as we all know, we say that, but love is action. So we have to walk in it, even if it's a simple smile. Everywhere I go, I'm looking. I'm hungry. I'm like, Lord, where are your people? Where are your followers? Where are your disciples? I see people that are working, and they say, hey, and nobody even says anything back. And that makes my heart sad. That makes me so sad because I guarantee you, if I asked everybody in the room, everybody would say they were probably a believer, possibly. But we're not acting like it. We have to step out and stand out because this world is coming to an end. And there's so much chaos, but we need to step up as believers and Christians and um, just in a simple honoring. I believe honoring is a way to a miracle. 
I just, I mean, it is a, it, it is opening up a door for a miracle. I, I was just at the airport and it was this old man and he was so cute. And I just kept running into him, just kept running into him and his bags dropped. And I just went and picked up his bags and he was just like, thank you so much. And then I got on the plane and I saw him again and we like smiled again. And, you know, in my mind, I'm, I'm, I just try to go everywhere honoring people, like just looking at them like Jesus looks at them, especially when the light is shining on someone else. Like I know that it's an appointed time for something. And so I saw him even when I got off the plane, going to my connector, like my connecting flight. And we just start talking. And he said he was in Arizona, um, just sightseeing. His wife is sick. She said he said she had arthritis and um, she's just can't really go anywhere. His daughter is a physical therapist, so she's at home caring for her. And I said, well, I believe your wife is going to travel with you again one day. And he was like, no, I, you know, I don't think so. It's really bad. And I said, well, I believe in the God of miracles, and he wants to heal her. And um, I asked for her, her name and whatnot. But the Lord told me he's going to heal his wife. He told me that. That's a miracle that was because of honoring it led to a miracle. So if we walk in the, and we have the mindset, a culture of honor, a culture of honor, everywhere I go, I will honor. I won't look at people as what they're doing, but who they are in Christ. Honor, honor, honor. Everywhere you go, it doesn't say, you know, if this person's doing that, you need to be mean to them. No, we still got to honor them. That's just, that's just with the walk. That's just what we, you know, what we signed up for. And when we judge people, they only know what we're against and not who we're for. So just know that you're judging. They only know what you're against. They don't know who you serve. So you're just, you know, we got to, we're imitators of him. We have to walk in his goodness and everywhere we go, every, I don't believe there's one place that you don't go where you're not going to touch a person just by a simple smile. Like you have such a, oh my goodness, like a charismatic love on you that just, you light up a room. It's amazing. You have such compassion. And everywhere you go, a person's going to feel that. Everywhere. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and, you know, this is just what I've, I experienced because, like, I came in here lost, not knowing who I was in Christ. And the Lord honored me. And he honored me by teaching me that I was his daughter. Oh, my goodness. Like once I really understood that it overtook me and it still it will overtake me until I leave this earth that I'm his daughter, me, little me, I'm his daughter. And I say it and I will continue continuously say it um, and proclaim it and declare it that I'm his daughter. And it's something about having a father, especially like your heavenly father, because I didn't grow up with a father figure and it's all that I needed. That's all I was lacking the whole time was a father. But he honored me. He, I mean, he, he's just so good. He, it was him. He did it all. Not one person. Um, and the, But coming in this building, the, the building honored me. No one looked at me as a, you know, me and Chris walked in this building. We were totally in sin. Not one person acknowledged the sin that we were in. Not one they honored us as children of God, and they let him do the work, you know? And we, we have to imitate and do the same thing, the same exact thing. We have to let people know who they are in Christ, and that's it. 
And right here, it's, I have, when the presence of God enables a person to become free, just as Jesus did with the woman, she suffered from that lifelong issue, probably. You know, she if it would have been fixed then with, G, you know, with Jesus, she would have moved on to the next. And it just would have continued to be a cycle. But he freed her. And his glorious love was in full effect. And grace goes beyond healing. It actually leads you into your destiny. It's like beautiful. Like I was healed from my past. I don't look at it anymore in like condemnation. No, not one bit. It does not have me. That's not who I was. But I like, you know, it's amazing. It's walking me in my destiny with young youth, with young girls. I know I'm called to young girls to let them know the same thing that I didn't know before. Let them know the truth. And so um, it's just, it's awesome because there's problems that only God can heal. And he uses us as vessels to accomplish his will here on earth. So we must empty ourselves and walk in love and honor all people. And that's all I have today is honor. Yeah. <laughs> that simple. <laughs> awesome. Lord, we just thank you. And we just close this evening with thanksgiving and admiration to you, Father. For you are the God of love, the God of peace. And we just bless your name, Lord. We ask that when we leave here today and forevermore, we will honor you with our words, with, with our actions, and that we will honor your people, Lord, just as if you were standing right there watching us. Even if we don't feel you, Lord, we will honor your people because that's what they need. They need to experience the love of the Father. So, Father, I just pray that when we leave here today, that we will grow closer to your love, Father, so it can bellow off of us and touch another. And we bless you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.